self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am sick of some of y'all shit just some some not all not all some of the shit we're gonna get into it um also known as calamity red well, we are Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. And I want to let you know that you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send, us, uh, send it to us that way. We don't have a question, but... I did have a topic. What's up? The last few weeks, I have been having a difficult time with Mm. some Jehovah's Witnesses. (laughs) They've been coming at you? No. I have been having to deal with the ramifications of this religion as it pertains to the family unit. Oh, counseling? Yes. Not like they came to your door. Hell the fuck I thought you had some aggressive Jehovah's Witnesses coming to your door with. I just let Rim out. (laughs) They don't know he friendly. I just let the big dog out. The fuck out of here. (laughs) Well, you finna get Rim set up with a two-piece. No, they won't. He, he, they probably wouldn't hit him. I don't know. (laughs) You don't know. (laughs) Let you find a Jehovah's Witness with past dog trauma. (laughs) Stop knocking on my fucking door then. Oh, no. Nobody's been knocking on my door. But so, and I don't know. I seriously doubt we have any Jehovah's Witnesses that listen. <laughs> that would have—I feel like they would have listened to like one episode and been like, "Fuck this shit." There are some heathens or whatever Jehovah's Witnesses call bad people in their religion. But this whole concept of this fellowship is what's been fucking with me. I wanna um, hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that sound bad. <laughs> I'm looking for something on uh, on here. Okay, <laughs> I was like, what? We talked about it last week. Okay, Miss um, Twisted Tresses. Uh, last week, after the conversation we had, or was it the week before last? Episode 164, Lock Stocking Two Sick Hosts. Miss um, Twisted Tressy said that uh, she was a Jehovah. I was a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, I, saw I was raised in it. Yes. I couldn't do nothing. Yes. I'm now considered disfellowshipped. Yes. My association was limited with my mother, who was a devout Jehovah's Witness. Yes. I could talk to y'all for hours about my experience. Look, Miss Twisted Tressies, look, reach out to us. Yes. On one of those platforms. Please. And, uh, and let's have a conversation. Because. See how we can set up this dialogue. Because I don't want to be disrespectful to somebody's religion, okay? Because regardless of how much shit, you know, I give religion, there are aspects to it that I can see are beneficial. You know, for some people, if there, if this the belief that there is a deity out there is the the only thing that's keeping you from being out here fucking niggas up, have at it, okay? I appreciate that it makes you a good person, all right? So I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but... It just seems that if you are this godly person cutting off a family member for some bullshit or what I deem to be bullshit, I guess it ain't bullshit to them. But for like simple shit, I I just I cannot wrap my and I'm talking about kids. OK, disfellowshipping a teenager, not 
another grown child that you you know it doesn't really it ain't gonna impact them as much like that shit is that shit is crazy to me like i don't really i don't understand it and it's very difficult from a professional standpoint to not to not be disrespectful of the religion because it's like you you know and that's the only thing i hate about religion and therapy trying to like be you know pc and and not like step on anybody's toes but also like sometimes the shit is unhealthy you're doing unhealthy shit in the name of religion and so then it's like what what do i do <laughs> in those instances because it is it is very frustrating because there's no basis in it other than we don't do this and you did this so fuck you now what <laughs> wait a minute forever forever ever <laughs> like really you know, it really, it, it, it kind of makes the dialogue regarding forgiveness when it comes to faith. <laughs> like, do, does this particular faith just not forgive? Well, they do, because here's the thing. And I, I, this case is like, you know, so I was an intern. But had a, a dude who was having trouble deciding whether or not he should stay with his girlfriend. And this is why girlfriend when she was a child was molested by her stepfather and that just fucked me all <laughs> his lights just went off i was like what the hell i got a motion sensor <laughs> i did not understand what was going on so no it's good i just I, it okay. freaked me out we're in the dark <laughs> i don't need now. it but okay. <laughs> i didn't know what was going on <laughs> <laughs> i got a motion sensor so my lights just went Fuck off, and it kind of creeped out a little randomly. Bit. Uh, so and I threw my toilet paper trying to get the motion sensor, <laughs> and activated. it still didn't come back on. <laughs> and I need it. <laughs> it, it, it so he, he had a girlfriend. So the girlfriend got molested by her stepfather when she was a child. Stepfather went to, to prison. He served his time. Their particular kingdom hall felt like Jehovah was good with him, and he'd been forgiven, and blah blah blah. So they encouraged this woman to stay with her husband who she never divorced while he was serving time for molest her daughter and moved this nigga back in the house so of course the daughter who's now a teenager at this point she gotta leave her home and go stay somewhere else so that she don't have to stay with her abuser and so the, the issue that the young man was having was that when she left the face she got disfellowshipped so like does he follow his girlfriend and support her or does he stay within the faith what kind of fucking like <laughs> what kind of choice is that <laughs> like what y'all forgave this pedophile and we gonna get into another pedophile later on but so apparently forgiveness is a thing but what their gauge for forgiveness is i have no fucking clue it's like they take everything that exists and put it in a shotgun and just be like, whatever's come out, whatever order, we'll forgive that shit first. Bow. Okay. But, I mean, it's probably it's probably just another misogynist system where men get forgiveness much faster than women going to get forgiveness for the stuff that they do. Well, I mean, the whole, so, you know, the concept of this religion. And somebody told me that Christianity is like this as well. I got to look into that because I ain't, I, in my time in the church, never heard nothing about no certain amount of people getting into heaven maybe it just said that i'm not gonna say it don't i'm just gonna say 
I wasn't taught that. So I don't know about that part. But in Jehovah's Witness, it's a small ass number. I think we talked about this before. It's like 155,000 people. 144,000 people. You know that there are billions of people in the fucking world. Out of all of these folks, 144,000 is nothing. I'm supposed to act good in the hopes that I'm one of these 144,000? And how is this 144,000 spread out over the course of, of, of the years? Because how we know we ain't, they ain't met their quota? They might have met their limit up there how already. how is it spread out over all Christian-based religions? <laughs> you know, it's like Jehovah Witness, y'all don't, like, I imagine all Christian faiths, like, would have a, a stake in that 144,000. So it's like, is the Bible wrong? <laughs> is it interpreted poorly? You know, what is, is their, it? What is their little book called? What is their little book they always trying to give you? What is it called? It ain't. Is it Watchtower? No idea. Something I don't know. I mean, and I'm not. I know that I'm talking shit, and I, I can't help it. But I really would like to understand because I think it would help me. Because every time I come into contact with somebody of this faith, I don't want to be like, God damn, because <laughs> I. That's what I feel like now. Because every time somebody has sought out therapy from me, and they have been with it, it has been hard. <laughs> to navigate a lot of unhealthy shit that's being done in the name of religion because you don't want to infringe upon their religious beliefs but it's also like this what your fucking problem is though like this religion this these beliefs this what your issue is this is why you're depressed this is what like and so it just puts me in like a a limbo i feel like i'm in purgatory or some shit i can't it's it's too much i don't understand you don't get to celebrate your birthday, Christmas, no holidays. It just seems like, you know, the tofu of religions. Just bland. Just bland and tasteless and you know. I don't you know, I don't I don't know. It it seems conviction heavy to me. It seems like they force convictions upon you to adhere to and you know, if you don't adhere to them, then we kicking you out. I just, even with as judgmental as Christians have a tendency to be, one of the tenets of that faith is forgiveness. And, you know, you know, you might have family that call you a heathen and shit. You know, my mama feels some kind of way about me not going to church. But me not going to church don't impact her ability to get in heaven right me not going to church don't have shit to do with her soul and so because of that me not going to church is not an area of contention like she ain't had to cut me the fuck completely off because i ain't sitting in somebody church every sunday or i'm not abiding by the rules you know what i'm saying like i can't even i don't even have a concept of that with his with his uh, what word would i use <laughs> With as contrary as I have, I would never have been able to be a Jehovah's Witness ever, <laughs> because everything you say would be like, no, mm -mm, that's stupid, or maybe not. Maybe if I was raising it, I would have just accepted. No, I won't even say that because I was raising Christianity and I still question it. So, with the personality that I have, I feel like I would have been questioning shit, and I got disfellowshipped. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. So there was an episode of um, Scrubs, and if you know 
if you've been listening to the show a while, you you probably have caught about ten Scrubs. He's a huge Scrubs fan. That I've thrown out. <laughs> you know. Oh, I like scrubs. It's, and you know what? Every time I meet a doctor, I just met a pediatrician over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it, her, her husband was in med school. They said that scrubs is the most accurate. <laughs> scrubs is the most accurate medical show out of the history of medical shows. Scrubs <laughs> is the most accurate. The comedy, <laughs> the comedy yeah, medical show is the one that's, that's most accurate, which is interesting. But they had a Jehovah's Witness uh, uh, patient one day. And um, this was the exchange. And I like Dr. Cox. If you don't know the show, Dr. Oh, Cox he's is hilarious. just the asshole he's doctor. Such an but asshole. That's he why I like him. He got the best quotables ever. <laughs> Watch Scrubs. I know it's old. Watch it anyway. Um, uh, the the nurse comes in and introduces it. Miss London, this is Dr. Cox. He's going to be your doctor. He says, "Good news. Your intestinal bleeding can be fixed with a very simple surgery." She said, surgery? I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I can't get a transfusion. We believe that blood should not be passed from person to person. And he said, well, I'm a doctor, and we believe that without surgery, a patient in your condition can suffer from a major case of deadness. <laughs> you know, so it's like, we, I don't know, the depth, the, like, you can't have a transfusion? I had an aunt that died. My mom, my grandmother's sister. You got um, fa- I didn't know you had family that was your whole She week. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> she gone was now. the only one. She was yeah. the only one. Oh. Oh, we what a, and I feel so bad. And this is go this is gonna let you know how much of assholes my whole family is. I cannot remember her actual name because we just called her Don King all the time. Don King. She had the hair. I don't even know. Oh, well, I feel so bad. Your whole family just called her Don King? Yeah. Damn, what was her real name? Now, was like that shit. because she was a Jehovah's Witness? No, it was the hair. She looked like Don King. Had the glasses. Looked like I'm Don saying, King. was she that disconnected from the family because she was Jehovah's Witness? Oh, yeah. Because she, she not going to come. You know, most families get together when? During the holidays. Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate holidays, so we ain't see her ass. So, she grew up <laughs> with holidays, and at some point, she was like, you know what? <laughs> Holidays and birthdays and shit ain't necessary. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and skip these. So she got seriously ill. I want to say gang green has set up in her leg. Something very, very serious. Okay. Gang, gang green. (laughs) I hate you. Doris. Ain't Doris. Okay. Yes. Ain't Doris is her name. Um, Doris King. (laughs) They were going up to the hospital begging her. Okay, they can save you. Like, all they have to do is this. Wasn't fucking happening. Checked herself out. You know, they make you sign the shit, the paper that said, we told her we could save her, basically, and she declined. (laughs) So if you go out of here and die, we can't be sued type shit. She signed that shit and left and went home and about a week later. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) I mean, it's things that I don't, I think I would die over. (laughs) But that- faith ain't one of them, you know. <laughs> I mean, if the treatment, if the treatment of what I had, they had to open my ass all the way up, <laughs> then <laughs> then I'll be like, no, thank you. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> I'd rather just, you know, death, please. Like she- I have a tall order of death to go. And she was the only one of my grandmother's sisters. Is she the only person in our family that I know of that was Jehovah's? Well, then nobody else. Ain't nobody else a Jehovah's Witness. She was, and she didn't. She wasn't raised that way. Um, so yeah, we ain't really. And she was a little. 
she was a little off okay like a little something wasn't quite right with ain't doris anyway <laughs> so that didn't help <laughs> but you know everybody kept trying and she just was not because she she didn't want to do anything here's the thing you died did she get into heaven was she wanted a hundred or did you die for no fucking reason <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i just don't understand i don't understand but it'll just make it just make more sense to me that religion ain't real <laughs> and there's no after death implications to dying you just die you know and maybe your soul gets recycled or maybe it don't you i know? feel like i I'd be with the recycling if it was a better life than the one. Like, I don't want to come back and it be no shit. Like, I don't need that. Let, let Just leave me dead. <laughs> let me just be dead. I want to be. I want to come back. Even if it's a forever. shitty existence. I want to live through that shit. Like, shitty yeah, than we like will remember. I don't give a shit, man. Nah. <laughs> Kill me. Like. I want to be just listen, dead. <laughs> I don't have any recollection of any kind of past life. Yeah. Which means that if we have a new lives, the system worked very well. <laughs> we, you know, but you know, you have some kids that like are born in geniuses. I'm like, maybe they remember shit from their past life. Um But how you but this is what I'm saying. I wouldn't want to go through life a Bill Gates and then come back and I'm just, you know, Tyrone from Smiley Court. Like I don't want You're not gonna remember being care, Bill Gates. But I don't care. Like I don't want to have to keep cycling through. What if you? What if when you die, we don't not gonna call it heaven. We just gonna call it the waiting room, <laughs> and they you you could look at a book and you can go through all your past lives and look to see what you were and how they played out. Like if I saw that it was more bad lives than good, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck it. <laughs> so for you, the essence of life should be valued by how good it is for you not just the fact that it's life who the fuck why would you want to just live like just just to be here but because, because like to a certain degree the effort that you put into it can be what you get out of it sometimes but, there but what, are... what i'm saying so so even if it's 50 50 that you might have a good life you might have a bad life the the possibility that you might have a bad life is enough for you to say i don't want you to even I mean, try and it, it's a look it's a monday where i'd have had a shit day at work so this might not be the day to ask me this we don't need no deeply <laughs> philosophical dilemmas for red today y'all <laughs> damn I, look i might just uh, right today right now my answer is if it isn't gonna be a better life than what i'm living currently fuck it <laughs> I want to keep coming back. I want to keep coming back. I'll I, be but, dead. But I also think that being, becoming a poorest human ain't even the worst thing. Like, or, imagine coming back as like a, a fucking fish that live deep, deep in the subterranean, sub-freezing rather, levels of the ocean. I'd like, rather come back as an animal in my natural habitat where it doesn't... Like, I'd rather that shit than to come back as a human with all of the frailties of being human and all the emotions and all the failures. And, as a fish, I wouldn't know no shit. All I know is the deepness and the coldness know? of the ocean. How you know? Them fish just, you think fish down there like, damn, I hate I, being in this listen, ice cold I'm gonna tell water. You, Disney got me <laughs> fucked up because Disney got me thinking it's fish daddies <laughs> looking for their little kid fish. Daddy's and they got me, Pixar got me thinking that it's penguins running around here 
doing covert ops and shit <laughs> out here. Like this, I don't, I Disney, don't think. Disney got me fucked up on animals rolling. Well, like you definitely like, don't need to go see the live action version of the Lion King because it's really gonna fuck. Number you one, up. I am going to see I the live see action it. version of Lion that King. That fucking lion's so cute. I'm just saying, like, who who decided to make make animals like? Giving like human qualities and shit. It's like personification. We've been doing why? this forever. Because but, it's a safer one, it's a safer way to to tell a story because you know, a fish is a fish. A fish ain't black, white, Puerto Rican, Mexican. It's none of those things. And so I think that animals are used a lot of times to tell stories because it makes it more universal. It makes the story more universal. If it's just a fish fish dad looking for his fish son. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 just more. It makes it more relatable. I think that's why Disney makes a lot of of animal movies. It's a safer route to go because some of the shit. Think about some of these movies. If it was like a, a people instead. <laughs> well, I guess the the people version of Lion King is Black Panther. <laughs> well, I mean, you couldn't have a whole human movie underwater. <laughs> well, no, but I mean the whole theory of the kid getting lost. That's a whole different feeling. Like it ain't so cute when it's a little fish trying to find his daddy. If it's like little Billy, who out here potential pedophiles, <laughs> like it changes if it's human. <laughs> that's because a little kid ain't gonna, a little kid ain't gonna goddamn end up like Mowgli. He no. gonna get his ass fucking ate up by Shere Khan on well, day one. Look, it's been some kids they done found in the jungle that have lived there and can't speak no English. And and I gotta and, go uh, look their stories up. Rabbit, it's I saw Mowgli. Have you seen the movie Mowgli? I haven't on Netflix. I saw um, uh, it's like a a different variation of the Jungle Book. Yes, I haven't watched it, but it's I good. saw the live action Jungle Book with like the real like that. I actually thought that's what I was watching. No, <laughs> I, I had no idea. It's I different. was like, and at the end, I was like, "This ain't the fucking Jungle Book." No, it's Mo. <laughs> this other shit. <laughs> That's Netflix reimagination of the story. Yeah, <laughs> but it ain't the. It's not the Jungle. I Book. I saw how good Jungle Book did. They were like, "Let's make one of our own versions." Jungle Book, like, I'm looking forward to Lion King. I think that I, that fucking little lion cub is adorable, and I know. That I don't even get emotional when I watch movies. But when that little nigga is like, Dad, come on, get up. Gonna take me all the way out. Like, he's adorable. <laughs> John Favreau. You know him? No. He's the one who did Jungle Book and who is also doing Lion King. Uh, he's the dude on Iron Man, the bodyguard for Tony Stark. Uh, okay. You know what I'm talking we, about? Yeah. The, the dude with the little the witty dude. Yeah. That's him. That's going to take me out. That little <laughs> cub is adorable. He's so cute. What the but fuck? They got, they got James Earl Jones to come back and do the man's voice. Really going to fuck me up. He Mufasa. Then he got to come back in on the cloud and tell Simba to remember who he is. Like, I it's going to fuck me you all know, up. I feel like Scar <laughs> was the darkest Disney character. Do you think of any darker Disney characters than Scar? The Shadow Man. Who the fuck is that? Where are they from? Princess and the Frog. Have you seen Princess no. and the Frog? There's a voodoo shadow man that like his friends on the other side. He got a whole number like Scar with with the um the hyenas and how dark and shit that is. This is like bad spirits and bad juju because it's set in Louisiana. The shadow man 
scared me. <laughs> so I don't even just mean scary. I mean, this man killed his brother and was trying to kill his nephew so that he can run the kingdom. The, the shadow man was selling souls. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like. He was evil. You need to see. How you ain't watched the one black princess we got? You got to see the princess in the frog. Uh-huh. You know, the, the prince wasn't black, but the princess was. The prince was um Middle Eastern. But whatever. Brown people is brown people. It's better than what we've been getting. I just feel time. like they gonna make Scar so fucking dark. They got to. They gonna make him so I, they They have he to. He's gonna be horrible. Cause he was horrible. How you this your brother and your nephew, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> he said Do I we even be know cute. how he ever got the scar? Probably doing some fuck shit when they uh, uh, smooth eyes might have gave it to him, had to put them paws on. He looked like somebody you had to put paws on so he'll sit the fuck down somewhere. But then look how skinny Scar was opposed to Mufasa. Like Mufasa looked like a regular line. Scar looked like a line with Down syndrome or <laughs> like just some like body defeat. Like he ain't getting all his nutrients. Like he the sickly line or well, something. Well, but he it, so you what so in the real world of lions and the lionesses they had that right they are the ones that um hunt and stuff prides have one male lion okay so scott he was just being allowed to like basically hang around they probably was just throwing him little scraps <laughs> because there's only one male lion in the pride it's a male lion and a whole bunch of lionesses because you didn't see, it was just him and scott when no other line no other male lions but the two of them and then simba came along it's only one male lion to a pride. So he was just getting scraps and shit. That's why he was so scrawny. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what happens in the wild. I guess if, if a lioness has more than one male cub, like, do he go off to form his own pride? I don't even know how that works in the wild. But I know that two male lions ain't going to be within the same pride. So he was scrawny because he was getting the leftovers and shit. But we got wet. So, <laughs> I guess we need to get in the story. Yeah, we, I don't even know how we got to the Lion King. But anyway, if you have going. a question. <laughs> Y'all just don't understand the depth that we can go into a topic from topic to topic to topic <laughs> seamlessly. These rabbit holes, and weirdly. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we do if y'all was here, y'all would be able to like put us back on path. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarnartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Carn Artist. Do we save Mr. Kelly for last? No, let's just get into R. Kelly right now. Fuck that nigga. Let me just start off by saying it. Fuck all of y'all who out here still trying to. I'm just so disgusted and I, I shouldn't be surprised at this point with the way that misogyny runs rampant in this and the way that we have a tendency to put people up on a pedestal and so because we like this artist we not all this these years that people been saying this shit about R. Kelly this documentary come out and you still got motherfuckers sitting here talking about they just trying to tear a great man down fuck you first of all Like, I just, I can't, I don't understand why it's so difficult. And as just even, one, as a woman and recognizing how molestation happens in communities and people turn their back to it. And as a therapist, seeing these grown women who grow up and have all of these issues, for people to say, well, since you didn't say nothing back then and y'all just trying to get, like, I just, 
Fuck y'all. Well, <laughs> That's how me, I feel about that. Let me tell you what I think happened with R. Kelly. Okay, I think R. Kelly and his brother was molested by his sister. He or probably yes. abused by yes. by their sister. Yes, who was fourteen, fifteen years old and at the time. Probably have been abused. That herself. abuse was going on. Yeah, and I think what happens in certain the certain type of minds of people who can potentially become pedophiles, their brain becomes fixated on that age. So when he was ten, I think that his brain said, "I'm going to forever." Be sexually attracted to fourteen exactly. year old, yeah. And not every brain does that. No. It's just only certain type of people who would embrace that experience as such would do that. Yes. And I think that because of that, he had that predisposition to to fourteen and fifteen year old girls. Now, I don't know if R. Kelly would have naturally become a celebrity. Or if he felt like maybe becoming a celebrity would be the path to how he can have access to these women. Because it's clear that his money, fame, and influence have been a big part of maintaining these relationships with these women. I think it happened on the back end. I think he wanted to be successful just to be successful. And I think in the process of he realized what that success meant for this predilection that he already had. I don't know that I would say he became he he became famous or became successful for access. I think that once he realized that he could have access, he took advantage of that. I just and just real quick for everybody who keeps saying well where the documentary on harvey weinstein and where the documentary on it i don't understand why you think that that somehow absolves r kelly because it's it's white men out here doing the same shit it's fucked up i don't care who does it like i don't that whole argument is just hilarious to me because it's like okay so because they don't have a documentary and because you don't feel like people are going at them the way that they should he should just be free to be out here doing bullshit like I, but the reality is r kelly is just another harvey weinstein he is he is just another woody allen he is he's been getting away with this for some time it, I mean, this. I mean, it's not a secret. No, no. You know, that's the so thing. so been that saying this for years. that if if any of you make or anybody that you know makes the comparison to another person that's been getting away with it, making a lateral comparison makes it seem like you're caping for the other person. Because I've had people saying, "I'm not, I'm not giving R. Kelly a pass," but, but if you, know, you have to put that out there first, if you got to put a disclaimer, I'm not caping for him. But whatever follows that is usually bullshit. <laughs> but moving on, so R. Kelly got to his fame, yes, and he used that fame to have access to these young girls, yes. Now, a lot of people have been saying stuff like, you know, well. When are we going to talk about young boys being abused? Now, my problem with that is if we would have talked about that the day before the <laughs> R. Kelly documentary came out, let's have that conversation. But, like, you just all lives matter that shit Basically. when you say, you know, when R. Kelly come out and it's about but a grown about man abusing boys? girls, <laughs> then you come out and say, well, what about boys that get abused? Like, that is a legitimate topic. But at this moment, it seems to only serve to invalidate the topic at hand. But either way, when that dialogue comes out, um, yes, R. Kelly was abused. Yes. And, and it's well documented, and society knows that if you're abused, if you get therapy, get counseling, you can overcome that abuse. You can be fine. You can overcome all of that stuff, and you can be fine. And 
R. Kelly should have came out when he was abused at some point and talked about it. Yes. But what R. Kelly chose to do is he chose to not talk about it. He chose to act on the subsequent impact of his abuse and he became an abuser. Yep. So a horrific at a certain abuser. point, from my perspective, at a certain point, the weight of the damage that you do weighs more than how you came to become a person that would damage. Yes. You know, so at a certain point, like you can't, you can't hide your demons from the world, become a demon, and then use your experiences that made you a demon as an excuse. Well, I'm not responsible because this happened to me. So at a certain point, so for me, R. Kelly, like that ship is sailed. Yeah. There is no point to make the argument about him being abused he should have done something about that other than abuse people because now he's created people he's created a wave of people that's gonna have life and relationship and sexual difficulties because of what he done putting them because through. that is the truth of trauma that is the truth of sexual abuse like people think that oh it was so long ago it don't matter what you have to understand is those experiences follow people their whole fucking life those experiences are things that people spend their entire life trying to move past so for you to say oh it was so long ago it don't matter or oh it was so long ago why is this still because that person has to live with it every single day of their life while he was moving on to the next young girl while he was moving on to his next victim though people he had already victimized was trying to figure out how to continue their life in as normal of a fashion as possible considering this traumatic ass event so for those of you who don't understand how trauma works it is not some shit that just goes away that shit don't go away at all if you lose your mom today 20 years from now you are going to still feel that loss because that is what happens when you go through something traumatic it sticks with you it don't just go the fuck away that's not how that works and so it's just and i'm not surprised by the apathy i would say that some people have about this subject and how they are still able to cape for him i'm not surprised i guess i'm just disappointed because you know it's just very sad and it's 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 just exhausting <laughs> like it's just exhausting so i'm gonna talk about kind of where i am with the idea that people are still gonna support r kelly and people are caping for r kelly and all of this jazz because this is what i had to go through with the cosby show you know oh yeah because r kelly <laughs> means nothing to me but he means something to somebody and he means a lot to some people I can't even well, i'm just saying i mean no i just his a lot of his music music is i think we talked about this before is like sex based it's just creepy to me to listen to this you like, know i don't know how somebody can still and i mean i understand <laughs> that i understand that from your perspective yeah but like what what kind of toys did you play with when you was little did you do My Little Pony? Did you do Cabbage Patch? Did you do Barbie? I did Legos. I was, I was a Legos. tomboy. You were a tomboy? Yeah. I didn't really have... I had some Care Bears. We'll go with that. Care Bears. Yes. If you if we found out today that the uh, creator and the owner of Care Bears was... Uh, Care Bears was a, a synonym for all of the different underground sex cults. <laughs> 
that this person was carrying. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, It'd be like, creepy. it it would be creepy. <laughs> but the question I fa- I've been faced with was, do you have to retroactively apply the horrors that you find out about that person or that thing today to the experience you had with whatever entertainment they created? I guess for me, because this is so closely matched, like. He had sex with underage girls. He sings about sex a lot. So listening to his sexy time songs makes me think about the fact that he was having sex with an underage girl. Like I can't separate it because it's so and close to what the problem is. I can't separate it either. But <laughs> the, but somebody can. Yeah. Somebody oh, yeah, can separate it because the music they listen to was just a reflection of the relationship they were having with somebody at that time. And to them, that's what it meant. I so so I'm just gonna give you my, my, my perspective. Okay. And then I'm gonna I got a I got a, a rebuttal for that point, but go ahead. Okay, so this is this is how I look at it. I don't think that we have to go back and retroactively apply somebody's current bullshit to the value that we found in that thing. You know, because imagine how many weddings and anniversaries and all kind of events that have had R. Kelly's music tied to it. Imagine how many churches done played. I believe I can fly. Like it's so many different. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's yeah, so no. many different events where that has been a variable. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have to go back and look back at those things that we've participated in, that we value, that is a part of our lives now, that is intertwined in our fabric of our existence, and somehow make that mean less. You know what I'm saying? However, I just don't think you should support that person anymore. However that look, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be a, like, to me... That's a hard sell to, like, I don't watch the Cosby show no more. I still got the DVDs. I'm not going to put them in no more. I'm not going to, I mean, I don't care to watch it. Yeah. Because one, I feel fucking bamboozled as fuck by Bill Cosby, okay? <laughs> I, Bill Cosby was the con artist of the goddamn decade. But <laughs> a century, hell. It's like, I feel like a sucker-ass sucker watching the Bill Cosby show number one. And now I feel that way about R. Kelly, but more so with R. Kelly, I feel like that because he was not singing to the people I thought he was singing to. He was singing to teenage girls. (laughs) And you know what? It's cool to sing to teenage girls. When you're a teenage boy... Uh, what's damn? What's his that? Tevin Campbell was singing to teenage girls, but Tevin Campbell was a teenager. <laughs> and, and, and who he was singing to moved up as his age. Exactly. Moved up. <laughs> the rebuttal I have, or not even a rebuttal to you necessarily, but it's just so funny to me that people, especially dudes, are like, "Y'all, y'all should be able to separate the artist from from his life and what he does." But when Frank Ocean. Let everybody know that thinking about you was about a dude. Niggas lost their mind. They, oh, my God. He's singing to a guy. Can't look at the song the same way. When Sam Smith had all of those lovely, nice love songs, and then everybody found out he was gay. I can't look at it the same way. He's singing to dudes. Oh, it's so hard. So you can't separate it when it's a somebody that's homosexual talking about a homosexual relationship, even though you love the song, had no problems with the song, till you realize who he was singing with. But I'm crazy. For not being okay with listening to Bump and Grind, knowing that it was a 12-year-old. Like, get the fuck out of here. If you were one of those people who had a problem with Frank Ocean when he came out, and you realized that that Thinking About You song was not about a girl, it was about a guy. If you had a problem with that, then you should be able to understand why everybody else is having trouble disconnecting these two things. 
Because if you, again, had a problem with that, it's the same shit. <laughs> but no, it's I remember, well, it's not the same shit, but it's, the, if you are saying that you don't understand why people um, can't separate, I had a whole conversation with AC Blow about this because he was a fan of Sam Smith. <laughs> when he found out he was gay, he was like, man, can he? And nothing changes in the song. He's singing about, like, he never uses um, pronouns. Song don't change. You just know now that he's gay. So now you, in your mind, oh, he's singing to a dude. Prior to that, there's no pro pronouns in the song. Song is exactly the same. Your perception has changed now because, <laughs> you know, he was writing about a dude. And, that, you know, and I think that's a problem with how people interpret music. You know, <laughs> it's not it's about like, who they singing to. It's who it means like to you. When, when, I guess when these same people listen to R. Kelly singing about having sex with a woman, what they imagine in their head is R. Kelly having sex with a woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they are literally picturing R. Kelly in his Timberland boots with his shades on, or either his pop pipe of mask on in a room with a woman, probably who looked like Fancy from Jamie Foxx, just because we know. <laughs> Or, or either Shantae Moore, one of them, because that's just who he done done videos with. I guess you imagine that. I like I, that's not how I listen to music. Pied Piper. There were so many signs. <laughs> Do you know the story of the Pied Piper? We talked about we this talked before. We talked about the story of the Pied Piper. The Pied Piper was singing songs and luring children away from the village. <laughs> what the fuck? Like it's. I don't know how he came about that nickname. I don't know if he gave it to himself or somebody else gave it to him. But it is just amazing how, how well it fits. <laughs> um, R. Kelly can't read. Somebody told him that. <laughs> R. Kelly ain't read no damn pie, pipe of no damn fairy tales. That the man, somebody Piper told that man. You know the pie, pipe of, they didn't tell him the whole story. Like the they kids. was like, you know the pie, pipe of be playing music and, and people love it, right? He was like, oh, damn. You know, I should do, I should, I want to be the Pied Piper. It wasn't people, it was, because yeah. the grown folks stayed. It was the kids that followed him out of the, <laughs> out of the village and was gone because they didn't pay him for cleaning out the rats. <laughs> so apparently the documentary just exposed so much stuff. Like we knew what we knew. Mm -hmm. We knew that there was a video of him maybe peeing on somebody. We knew that there was these stories here and there of him catching these women and stuff. But like the documentary, and I've only, seen, I didn't see it. I only saw oh, let like me breakdowns say. and read I didn't see it. I ain't watching that shit. I don't want to see it. I, just... I didn't have to see it to believe that R. Kelly was horrible. <laughs> what? What? What else was I supposed to find out about R. Kelly in this situation? I don't. I don't need to know the grimy details. It's it's disturbing on its but face. But what what it's saying is that it's been a lot of people who have known about this behavior who have been uh, enablers of his behavior. Like nobody in this whole process said like. We got to stop this man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm very surprised at the celebrities that have come out against him. That's surprise. I wasn't expecting. Tank. Like, John, John Legend. John Legend Tank, was in the documentary. Chance the Rap. Yeah, he was Chance like, fuck y'all if y'all got a problem with me being in the documentary. I did what I felt was right. <laughs> um, Who else? A Meek been, Mill. I mean, it's Meek been a Mill, lot of people who have come out and Omarion, said, you know. talking about he said after the tour, they they already didn't they already didn't cash that check, so he can't do it right now. But after the tour, he won't sing no more B2K songs written by R. Kelly. He can't do it right now. They didn't cash the check already, so he got to <laughs> perform. But after the tour, <laughs> he will no longer do B2K songs written by R. Kelly. So I mean, I I was surprised by that because usually in the music industry especially with 
Meek Mill was surprised. Like, especially with like hip hop art, that ain't them taking a stance on some shit like this is surprising to me. So I was very surprised, pleasantly. So it ain't. I mean, it ain't a surprise to me with Meek Mill. I think I feel like Meek Mill got prison PTSD. <laughs> he coming out talking about all kind of social justice shit now. He I don't know it, what yeah. happened to him in there, but but look, he I, came out maybe talking for real. A lot real. of them need to go to prison. Gucci Mane came out. He been living his best life. They say since Gucci Mane is here. a clone. I don't. I know that's what they say. <laughs> But he has been living his best life since he got out of prison. Meat Mill has got some sense by himself since he. Maybe they all need to serve some time and come out and have some sense. Nah, know. that ain't how it always happens. Sometimes <laughs> people come out and they stab somebody on the street after they Jesus. get into an argument. Well, Remy Ma, Ma stabbed somebody to get into prison. She ain't stabbed nobody since she been out. You think Remy Ma still don't have stab oh, potential? Oh, she still has. I know. She got high stab potential. <laughs> Remy Ma is a, is a goon. She, oh, hell yeah. She, yeah. Let some woman come up trying to touch on Papoose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still upset. His name is Papoose. That is the stupid. He chose that name. I know, but Papoose, <laughs> even saying it's just. Papoose. It's just, it's just not natural to say. It's not. There's so many <laughs> conflicting syllables. Papoose. And every time I hear his name, it just makes me think of the little thing you carry the babies in because that's called a papoose. I wonder if she called him Pap or Poose. Both of them are horrible. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are both horrible. Maybe she'd be like Papoo. Pap. I think everybody calls him Pap. <laughs> that's horrible. It is. Uh, it is horrible. But fuck R. Kelly and all of these apologists that are like, oh, but this and that, and what about the parents? And it's enough blame and it's enough shame to go around. Okay. Just again, you're not pulling any responsibility away from him by saying, but what about this? And what about that? And then this over here. He still is somebody that was taking advantage of young girls for years. So, I mean, you can say what you want and try to redirect and misdirect and do all of those things. But the fact of the matter is that your fave is a pedophile, has been a pedophile. It just is what it is. <laughs> Sorry. And look, if if you're going to continue to listen to R. Kelly and continue to support R. Kelly and people ask you why you support R. Kelly, why you a R. Kelly fan, just simply say, I'm grown as fuck and I can do what I want to do. Yeah. Because there is literally no other good-ass <laughs> reason why the fuck you should support R. Kelly True. and continue to listen to this shit. Just tell them I'm grown as fuck and I do what I want to do. You ain't going to be doing nothing but make yourself look dumb as hell <laughs> to come up with reasons why. Oh, because them, them victims, they made them decisions. They did that. Oh, because they knew what R. Kelly was before he Well, the parents were. Like, you, can, you just going to make yourself look dumb as hell. <laughs> To continue to come up with bullshit ass excuses for a grown man that don't give a fuck that you exist. And let because, me tell you because you're older than 15. Listen, 15 year olds are stupid, okay? They are not, it, because here's it everybody keeps saying, well, but they, they old enough to know right from wrong. The reason, there is a reason that you have to stay under the care of your parents for a certain amount of time. And even then, you get out and you go to college and do stupid ass shit. But it's a little better than you getting sent out at 15. A 16-year-old can't even legally pump gas in a bunch of states. <laughs> the state determined that you can't even take this thing with a handle on it, stick it in your vehicle, and watch the numbers increase. They've decided that you at 16, in some states, you can't even do that. 
so telling me that they have the the ability to consent to sex with a grown ass man you kiss my ass and, and I, uh, I want you to have keep this same energy if your 15 year old decided to run off with a grown ass man keep this same energy if your sister decide your cousin somebody that you actually give a shit about keep that same energy about how they able to make their own decision don't just do this because it's not people that are connected to you apathetic ass <laughs> and let me say this I do believe that there are 15 and 16 year old girls with a high level of intelligence, mm -hmm. a high level of agency over their bodies, yep. a high understanding of what they can get from a man and women who will try to go and get that from a man. But you know what? That's just a fucking 15, smart ass 15 year old being a smart ass 15 year old. They gonna try to get what they can. Yes. But you as the adult, you have the responsibility to say no. I promise you of fucking 20 something year old man that don't want to be with a 15 year old not be ain't gonna one. be with a 15 year old <laughs> just because she fucking want to be with an older man yep it takes a man who wants to be with a young girl to be with a young girl and for that shit to happen yep so kill that whole argument kill that whole you know um argument about they old enough, they they old enough to make the decision right. no they they maybe they are old enough to make the decision you know what I'm saying? Just like a fucking eight year old is old enough to decide to put the fork in the plug, <laughs> but it, it, just because they can hold the fork and can reach their arm out, don't fucking mean that it's, it's a good idea for you to let them do that shit. Well, he decided he wanted to stick. Let, please let me know how DHR responds to that when you tell them he wanted to stick it in there. He just stuck it in the socket. And it, you finna have an eight year old shish kebab <laughs> on the fork you, because and your you finna ass, be in jail. And you finna go to jail because you you. <laughs> So you age, we know our society standards and we norms. Yep. Okay, our society says that fifteen is too young. It is in some states sixteen. You can you got some wiggle room. Yeah. yeah, you might be um, able to pull that off. Unfortunately, you shouldn't. Hell no. As a grown man, <laughs> you shouldn't. But you I know, even, I just think back to when I was. I was. I, I worked with it. I, I don't understand why anybody would want to date, have sex with. They drive me crazy. <laughs> like, the teenagers that I work with, I sit and listen to them talk, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, I, I just mean, don't understand. The thing about, let's Other than somebody wanting to take advantage. Let's talk about domestic violence for a quick second to bring back to a point. With domestic violence, if, if a man shoot in the dark with choosing the person that he's going to abuse mm -hmm. physically, he he gonna get a Saturday night special, mm -hmm. okay? He gonna get shot in the stomach three times before he even knew what the fuck went on. <laughs> so it's in his best interest to know how to choose somebody that he can abuse, yeah, and will accept that. That's just that's part for the course. Mm -hmm. The reason that a lot of pedophiles deal with, when the reason that is an advantage for pedophiles when they are predators in the way that R. Kelly is a predator is that a 15 year old is they can be manipulated yeah a 15 year old they brain ain't fully developed a 15 year old is is really easy to distract them with shiny things mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i mean r kelly and other people know how to do this and the thing about r kelly is he's done this in the face of some parents mm -hmm. in the face of some uh, staff in the face of bodyguards, in the face of the women that he's been with, he's done this in the face of everybody and gotten away with it. And 
for men, especially, well, really for anybody caping for R. Kelly, you're going to compromise yourself when somebody needs to be listened to, mm-hmm. and they and you're the one that 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 needs to listen to them. They're gonna remember this shit. They're gonna remember that you supported R. Kelly through his shenanigans, even though these women spoke out. And you still bumping fucking 12 play. I don't care how good of an album you say the shit was. I don't care if at the time that it came out, it was an important album in your life. Find a new fucking album today and start playing that shit. Because R. Kelly needs to be canceled. Motherfuckers, mute R. Kelly. (laughs) Silence R. Kelly. R. Kelly shut the fuck up. Whatever hashtags y'all want to put on that shit to make R. Kelly not relevant, do that. Please, let's... Fucking Chrisette Michelle, his ass, goddamn! It's crazy that it's crazy that if if R. Kelly went to go perform with Trump, we might cancel his ass. But he got down <laughs> messing with little messing girls, with little and girls, like, and oh, we've yeah. known that it's like, well, you know, twelve play. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Oh, we already talked about this. And I just, I keep seeing it. I don't know why I keep seeing people talking about, well, so why do y'all think that, you know, our our grandparents was able to stay married for 30, 50 years? Every time I see those posts, I have to be like, Red, don't do it. (laughs) Like, don't engage. Because my immediate reaction is like, you're stupid. You're, especially when it's women. Oh, my God. (laughs) We talked about that two weeks ago, right? But I keep, it's like. I keep seeing posts about it, like about how people get divorced too fast. And we talked about how even the ones that stayed together, the women was fucking the dudes, <laughs> shooting them. And um, man, listen, men, <laughs> men are trash. Okay, listen, listen. I, I'm not. I'm, gonna I'm say, a man, and I'm not trash. I'm not gonna say but, all men but are listen, trash. Well, I, I'm not gonna say all men are trash. I mean. Well, this is the thing. Clearly, not all men are trash. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's obviously. Like, if you go into a trash dump now, you'll find $20 if you're looking at that <laughs> motherfucker long enough. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, and what I say to women, and what I say to women who, who are friends that's looking for relationship advice, is that you need to do your due diligence when it comes to dealing <laughs> with fucking dudes, okay? Not fucking dudes like having sex with them but just do when it comes to yes. dudes you need to do your due diligence okay you, you need to tr- you need to treat him like he is a con artist that's gonna murder your whole family on day one i treat everybody like i've seen and him on you, id channel and you let him build from that like let him build from that Mm-mm. you know because no i feel like men just have, men have been the problem generally speaking you know, from that, from them olden days, you know, like where men could get away and do what they wanted to do just because women didn't have no options. I had having other families and shit. Now that women like is like, we ain't gotta deal with this shit. I just be single as fuck, raise my own child and whatever. Now men out here don't know how to damn act. <laughs> well, my grandparents stayed together for because your grandma couldn't go nowhere, <laughs> and she tried to poison him on several occasions. <laughs> So let's not do that. Cooking for that man every day. Contemplate murdering him and killing <laughs> herself. And you don't know that part of the story though, do you? I just hate when I see that shit. It's like you are looking at it 
from a lens of you just want to be able to do what the fuck it is you want to do or you one of these pick me's who out here wanting to say what they need to say in order for men to be like oh okay no if you want to think that i'm contrary fine if that means that i never get married fine because what i'm not gonna do is be with somebody that is gonna treat me any kind of way i ain't got time for that and not at all I don't have the patience for that. Okay, I, I said men are trash. You know, clearly that's in jest. <laughs> um, we are not trash. We are humans. And trash is trash. Okay? <laughs> but I do want you to understand, men, that you should not expect a woman to value you for what you believe you're worth when she meets you. Okay? You're going to have to show her that you're worth yes. what you believe you're worth. Mm-hmm. Um otherwise she shouldn't believe you worth shit nope like you gotta like show me yep you know motherfucker give you a resume and be like i'm all these great things date me you know what i'm saying <laughs> and you know she reading that shit and she like yeah you know what I'm saying? this this look good you know but that's ain't how that shit work that's it's how not. it work for jobs anybody well not even that i could take look i could put i got a phd on my resume but when they go and look for this shit, you catch, me if, catch me if they can, your ass. Catch me if you can. You seen that? Yes, I have. With Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. he just faked his whole life. <laughs> he basically, he pretended to be every single thing. Yep. You know, and it, I mean, it's a lot of dudes out here doing that. You know, I'm just saying, do your due diligence, women. Men, too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, like, yeah, because this Do your due diligence, but I think the risk is higher for women. It is. But there's some bitches out here. Don't get me wrong. I think the risk you have with women is them just being crazy because of past men. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that's what you risk when you don't do your due diligence with women. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you get your food from McDonald's and y'all get to the house and you say something that trigger her and she knock all your food on the floor. <laughs> like, the worst Wait thing that my cousin is pretty chill and pretty cool, you know, but the girl he was dating, he said he lost it when she knocked the taco out of his hand. You know what I'm saying? Like she knocked a taco out his hand for. She was just like all in his face, and he was just like, "I'm just gonna ignore her." You know, to a degree. She was on on a. She was like, she was high. Mm -hmm. It was like his first experience with a substance user. Oh. And like she was all in his face, and he was like, "I'm not gonna entertain her while she's high or whatever. She'll stop at some point." And he was fixing his taco on the (laughs) on the countertop, and he picked it up, biting, and she knocked that shit out his hand. He said he lost it. He said he had to leave. <laughs> he had to leave the apartment before he do some crazy that shit. Is All in his face, he was fired, but not the taco out of his head. It's the last straw. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm saying like the the worst. I think you when you don't do your due diligence as a man, you're gonna have a woman who is uh, who is uh, crazy, crazy. <laughs> and maybe a woman who maybe she's sexually promiscuous and she just mess with other dudes. Um, but you know, I'm inclined to believe that when women do that, it's mostly from like past trauma or something like that. Like men legitimately be out here trying to create different lives and different stories <laughs> to actually <laughs> deal with multiple women. I told you about my person that had a baby by somebody and didn't know his real name. She knew the name he told her, and the baby got the fake last name. <laughs> and then she found out that that wasn't his name, and he had a whole wife and children. <laughs> So it happens. Maybe Shaggy out here talking about it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was I saw you. <laughs> you look you stared me in my eyes and then walked away. Did you but catch it was me you. on the camera? 
<laughs> no, Where's it the wasn't proof? me. <laughs> this ain't the court of law. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, did you see this? I wanted to get your opinion because I said I didn't think that she was funny. I think that she was reading scripts that were written that were funny and that I didn't think that she would be able to do stand-up. She got booed. <laughs> they like booed and walked out on her. Okay. Um, and I think you had said we didn't, you didn't have enough evidence to state whether or not she would be good. Now she was like, um, she has a strong feeling that it'll never happen again. Uh, I guess she gonna well, work she'll on never her. Get booed again. Yeah, she's gonna work on her material, I guess. But I just don't think she's funny. Like I don't think that she is the kind of funny that can do a stand up show and have people sit through it and laugh and be like a Kevin Hart or um with the hair. What's his name? Cat Williams. Cat Williams or I don't I just don't find her to be that kind of funny personally. I don't even find her funny in the movies that she in. Like she annoys she's me. She's like uh she's like the Adam Sandler of of black female comedy. Like she's like it to me it seems like she's a, a prop Adam. comic. She yeah. gotta be like overly animated. Like yeah. Adam Sandler's humor comes in shit like jumping out in front of a car and getting hit like Big Daddy and stuff <laughs> like that. Like the, the little shit he does. Or so, Jim Carrey. Yeah, like yeah. I don't really know I don't know if Adam Sandler ever done stand up. I think know? he has done stand up. He has. I think so. But Tiffany Haddish is like if you want to get the best laughs out of her, it's going to be have to be off the cuff, uh, quid pro quo. And it, I think I really feel like her stories are funny. Like I think she's a good storyteller. I don't you know? know what her set is, but most comedians tell stories. So, like, I don't know if she didn't tell none of the stories that... Because she, obviously she couldn't tell any one she didn't tell before. That there, you know, she would have to tell, like, new stories. But, like, you know... Charlie Murphy and his Rick James stories will live on in infamy. Like the shit is hilarious. <laughs> without even without even uh Dave Chappelle reenacting it, like just listening to him talk and tell those stories. I is think hilarious. I think she is uh I just think she make bad decisions. We'll see. I think so the thing is when I say that I mean like I think it's really hard to look at the life story that she tells mm-hmm. which she tells it funny but it's fucked up shit that she's telling in a funny way yeah but kevin hart whole is about his dad being on drugs and but it's hilarious it's fucked up but it's hilarious and it's still you still laugh and it's not i don't know it's, it's just not, something listen, with her it is not it is nowhere near as fucked oh, up as tiffany haddish story. and stuff well, yeah. not even that <laughs> tiffany haddish's story is that she was a young kid growing up with her mama and like three or four of her siblings and her mama was a power player her mama was a baller her mama had real estate had all kind of shit going on her mama had a car wreck Mm -hmm. and her brain function went down so low that all she became is a chronic abuser of them and because of that she got so she took care so what happened was the mama had a car wreck and tiffany haddish and all her siblings were supposed to be with with her because mm-hmm. mama never let Tiffany watch her siblings mm-hmm. she begged her that day to let her watch them and when she did her mama had a car wreck and the, and the mama told him don't call nobody don't answer the phone for nobody and three days passed and they ran out of food and so she called her grandma and said it's been three days we had heard from mama and they found out that she was in a hospital in like critical condition Ooh. Um. so 
her uh now but do she tell jokes about that yeah she tell this shit hilarious like she tell this shit in a funny way and how do you talk about well that? you have to you have to you have to li- like i don't think she tells this particular part in a funny way but it's surrounded by jokes like even the the little stuff i'm saying all the shit she tell around surrounded by jokes this listen this ain't even the most fucked up part of this story so mama got out and became a chronic abuser right mm-hmm. so after she became after mama started abusing the kids to a certain degree they got removed and sent to foster care mm-hmm. this is when a lot of her trauma came about because her trauma from uh so when she went into foster care the foster care she was in had bunk beds and the bunk bed she was on the bottom bunk and like when kids attacking you like you can't get out of the bottom bunk mm-hmm. so she tell a story about how she went to the church of scientology because she didn't have nowhere to live and so she was gonna go live in the church of scientology and all of this shit and it turns out that uh, she she went through everything. She just really wanted somewhere to stay. And when they took her to the back, it was a bunk bed. And she went the fuck off. Like, she, trauma. Like, yeah. it, 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 it resurged for her and she went off. And she said they never let anybody go from Scientology after you get to that point. But they said that she could go. Because she said she was not finna sleep in no motherfucking bunk bed. You know. But as she got older, she decided to look for her dad. And her and her dad, she met, found her dad. Well, she asked, and this is another thing. None of this is funny. None like of it's funny. None of it. But she, she surrounded all this stuff. I'm telling you in the interviews and stuff. She's surrounded with jokes. I just ain't never laughed at her. In but an this interview. is. But let me keep going real quick. So, she told this dude. Um. I, I can't remember. Damn, I can't. Well, she told this dude, "If you can find my daddy, I'll marry you." He was like a detective or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and this the dude she be talking about in her book that was kind of abusive. Mm-hmm. But he found her daddy and she married him because she said, I'm, I'm a lady of my word. But this is what I'm saying. She make bad decisions. But I don't remember if it's her daddy or her stepdaddy, but she had a conversation with him. And the reason her mama had a car wreck is because he cut the brake line. The fuck? He cut the brake line. And what? he told her that all of them were supposed to be in there. And this was a conversation she had with this man at a bar. What kind of family annihilation shit is that? I I don't know. But she be these. So what I'm saying is these the stories that she's telling in the interviews and she tell jokes around it. But like it's really conflicting to be able to laugh at that shit because it's fucked up. But I think what she's good at is telling her life stories. They just so fucked up that it's hard to laugh at them. So is to me it's been really hard to gauge where her humor has been at and where her comedy is at. You know, I seen some, some of her old stand I mean she's been doing stand up for years. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go Tiffany had his laugh factory, she got some old comedy. I mean, you know, hit or miss. Not more well, miss she missed in Miami. <laughs> well, you know, either way, I uh, wish I was not funny and able to amass a whole bunch of money as a comedian. Shit, she's doing a thing now. <laughs> Listen, she is absolute. I just, I don't get it. I never have. Like, I don't find her funny. She's not funny to me. Like, her over the top. And I mean, the only over the top person like that, and it, even only certain movies, is Jim Carrey. That's the only person. I don't like that goofy shit. Like, I just, it ain't funny to me. Like, being goofy, you goof. You a goof. You, you, it's not funny. I liked our, I, I like Jim. I know. I, I was like, Jim wait. Carries goofiness in liar liar. Yeah, like movies like liar liar. I liked um, 
the movie where he became God. Um, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Like those kind of movies, but like the Ace Venturas and it was That's a little over the top. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Tiffany Haddish, like I, I've never gotten the hype around her. She just ain't funny to me. She just isn't funny. I like Tiffany Haddish. But uh, yeah, I'm hard pressed to find some things that she was in that I've laughed at. But I really, I like her tenacity. Now she got that in spades. <laughs> like she out here on Lowry's Just know her story, you know. Like it just there are people out here who you when I hear their stories and stuff, it's like the rose that grew from concrete type yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Like she's one of them people. It's a lot of those people to me. Yeah, but she, she definitely she one is. Of those yeah, she. Is. Um. So, Centoya Brown. Finally, she's finally been granted clemency. Finally. And if you don't know the Centoya Brown story, basically, she was a 16-year-old who was purchased by a man Traffic. for sex. Yeah, and. She she shot the man in the head because, you know, and, and clearly this is a life that she was in. So I mean, having sex with a man wasn't wasn't a big deal. I don't think it was like this was her first yeah time, but something scared her and she shot the man in the head. And I guess she took his money and took his wallet and they used that as a way to say that she she shot him intentionally. She met with him to rob him, shot him, robbed him, and then. Took his money. Meanwhile, you got all these people being granted clemency and shit over bullshit. And this young child is locked up. <laughs> and they was determined not to let her out. I mean, it had to be a lot of hell raised at this point for her. Well, she really never should have got to this point because in Tennessee there is a law or a statute or something that says that any child 16 and under that is participating in a sex crime can't be a suspect. It don't really even matter. Mm-hmm. If there's an adult and a 16-year-old or under who, mm-hmm. who has a... Uh, and it's a sex crime, they can't, they can't be a suspect. Because a lot of times these girls are being trafficked. Exactly. And being forced to do these things. But, you know, this dialogue gets into a much, much bigger system with the justice system because you can have a statute like that and you can have one lawyer who may know about that and the one defending her who may not. You know what I'm saying? And they created a story that made her seem guilty even though she was a child. Being Like, they sat here and tried to uphold a, a, a sexual predator um, just because he died. But but that that being said, that, that you know neither here nor there. We talked about that before. Uh, the governor of Tennessee granted clemency because I th- and I think this is his last term. Mm-hmm. And this, that's the only reason. This ele- I mean, <laughs> he get to leave. He ain't got to worry about it. He get to leave his legacy. Um, he didn't have to worry about not being reelected because of that choice. And not only that, but like she went into the damn jail and became a damn. Got educated. Yep. The started programs at the prison. Yeah. Like the epitome of what we say people go to jail for. 
So you know, and imagine what she could have been, or where she could be had this all not even happened. You know what I'm saying? As far as whatever led her to be in the room with this grown man having sex. I mean, I mean, you could also say what would have happened if this man didn't make her paranoid enough to to shoot him and she continued down this path it would have been somebody else that lifestyle is such that if it wasn't him it was gonna be and it might not have turned out where she was the one to walk away alive you know that lifestyle is not conducive to i'm just saying maybe living maybe <laughs> that happening and her going to jail is the difference between her coming out and doing the same shit or her continuing that lifestyle because it never was. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that to say, you know, she should have went to jail. That's just a bigger conversation to have about, about our justice system. It's, it's fucked up. Um, I heard about this has nothing to do with anything, but because you like the different dimensions. And I heard about a theory that says because every eventuality exists within like we whether you go left or right and you there is a instance where you went right instead of left that because only, of that only if it was possible that you went that direction yeah you know what i'm saying like anything that's possible that you could do has been done or is but done. you but you would have to have would have done it like I had to clarify this with myself with this theory because I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. It's like a theory that said it, it believes that we are immortal because, like, let's say in this life I choose to do something that kills me, and or not in this life but in this dimension. In another dimension, I would have chosen to do the opposite and continue to live, and then whatever ends up killing me in that dimension, I would have done the opposite of that. And so, so like you continue, you just continue to. We all continue to live just. And every there's a possibility or there's a an avenue where we don't do the thing that kills us or we don't have that heart attack or and so because of that we're immortal because of it. I can't remember the name of the theory. I was watching YouTube. <laughs> oh, like Got in a rabbit but hole. But I was saying I was saying like if your two options are to, you know, go down this path or or go down this path that's full of rats. If you would never ever choose to go down a path with rats, mm -hmm. then that dimension don't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if I don't if I'm allergic to if I'm allergic to oranges and I got an apple, a banana, and an orange in front of me, you're never I'm, gonna choose the orange. I would never choose the <laughs> orange, so that never becomes a reality. Only the possible realities are the ones that happen. Like only the banana and the orange, mm -hmm. if they were realistic decisions, I would make. But that's something I had to clarify with myself with that theory because I thought at first I thought that a reality happens based off of all the possible, all of the potential choices. Mm -hmm. But it's really only based off of all of the choices that you would realistically make. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that's interesting. But we're immortal. I don't think I like that. <laughs> because there's no point of immortality if you don't reap the benefits from it. Like there's no point of claiming immortality if you don't reap the benefits of immortality well, in one, one of like, the dimensions. It's like that show that you were trying to tell us about when we went to have foe about how your consciousness Travelers. Oh <laughs> that's my show. So and listen, y'all. If you <laughs> it's time travel. 
if you fool with time travel in the least, oh man, whoever write this show, whoever write this show is they fantastic. <laughs> it's a Netflix show. It got the main character from Will, Will it's from Will and Grace. Too complicated. Yeah, you thought uh, it you, is. Listen, it the sounds show, too complicated. The show is complicated. It's very complicated. It's like you know, it's like when you start a job <laughs> and it seems overwhelming, but like a month later, you you doing you doing your thing at the job. I don't think that travelers is going. Like it will that. when you get the foundation of it. It's such a, a complex concept. But I said that to say that if if it's the same way where you're conscious, I mean, it you are. Re- I guess you wouldn't that version of you in another dimension because you're not going to be interconnected, would you? If you're in no, different you dimensions, no, you ain't connected to nobody. So yeah, I guess you wouldn't be reaped of it. But your so, who you are is immortal, not you yourself. I don't know. Shit about travelers. Up, I'm gonna talk about travelers. Okay, oh my God. so I'm gonna tell y'all how y'all complicated. Are not understand you mentioned it. how complicated it is, so I feel like I have to do my due diligence right. in helping people understand. They're okay, not understand. all right, you already know that this is a time traveler show. So this time travel show is based on the idea that the earth is fucked up in like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years from now, like really, really bad. But the technology is so advanced that they have created a system where they can transfer the consciousness of people from the future to the consciousness of people in the present. The problem is when you transfer the consciousness from the future to the present, that person dies. They are literally no longer themselves. They are the same. The body still work the same, but their consciousness, the essence of that person who they were is gone. So in order to avoid issues with the timeline, because clearly the world became that way because everybody lived as they should have lived and died as they should have died. What they do is they take over the consciousness of a person that historically was going to die anyway. They just live on. That way, they don't impact the world in the context of somebody who wasn't supposed to uh, do anything else. They just use those persons' new existences to do things that they think are going to change the future from happening the way that it happens. And yes, that is confusing. Yes. <laughs> but after like three, four episodes, when you get the foundation of what that shit means, it is just a good ass ride. I'm going to let you have that. I can't do good it. Good ass ride. It's too complicated. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you say. Simple Sally. <laughs> listen, y'all. I, listen, I'm trying to get her to play games that have a whole bunch of choices and she just like I just need two choices <laughs> like, listen night shift was a better game than what was the other game you had one, you, you can't de- you can't determine if it's better or not I because can. you finished you finished <laughs> I finished a couple night of line, shift, type lines on night shift and you have not even played Detroit Become Human again because it's too many options no I feel it's like I involved. feel like once you get into the story it will become a more valuable experience to you I wanted the um what you call it to you listen you if you play more which you will you are going to be able to get some answers to some of the questions that you established but when night you played shift first. in its simplicity I got the answers quick <laughs> how did that turn out it for didn't you? turn out well because oh, I, I still so. have not figured out a way to end that shit without him getting locked up <laughs> it's bullshit it's like uh well never mind because you still have your watch bandersnatch not yet. I'm never going to be able to talk about this with anybody because none of you Negroes will watch it. I'm going to watch it soon. Damn it. 
I'm having to sit on it because <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> oh, I hate y'all. Nerd plate. I'm talking to y'all. Government name. I'm t- I hate all y'all because none of you have watched Bandersnatch. So I can't talk about this with anyone. Just have to sit on it. Hate y'all. <laughs> was that your story? That was my story. Centoya Brown, I'm glad she got out. Um, so, she gonna do great things. Uh or at least live the life she wanna live. Yasmin James. Yasmin, Yasmin James, James is the name that? of the McDonald's employee that put them hands on the man that came oh, in. Oh dang. I forgot about that story. So he got arrested and she came out and she actually takes boxing lessons. <laughs> She takes boxing lessons. <laughs> so she was boxing him out with what she learned <laughs> in her boxing. <laughs> so if y'all haven't seen that video, it's a picture of a man. Um, I guess it don't make a difference that he's white in this situation, but it's a picture of a man. Well, his whiteness came out of that right after that, but it's a picture. It's a, it's video, a video of a man who at, apparently we caught it right when he he asked her for a straw, and I don't know if he asked her problematically, but she was standing right there like unconcerned mm-hmm. about his straw, and he reached across and grabbed her shirt and tried and, to pull her across. And the if you notice, like it looked like her feet might have came up off oh, the yeah, ground. Oh yeah, they did. Like it was a jerk that yep. he he took with her. And when I tell you, she delivered him a twenty-piece nugget <laughs> with her hands. She boxed the <laughs> shit out of him. And she, my still, I can't even watch the video because I get so upset at these grown men standing around watching this man manhandle this girl. Well, she was boxing him out. But regardless, y'all, if you are with me and a man come snatching me up and y'all don't do shit, I'ma have a problem with y'all. How you gonna sit down and sit here and watch him manhandle me and don't nobody do nothing? Uh, if I know you taking boxing around. lessons, then you might be more equipped for the situation than me. I don't take boxing lessons, okay? Look, I'm friendly to everybody. They probably them her coworkers, and it don't look like obviously they not that damn close. So they didn't know she was taking boxing lessons. For all they know, he could have yanked her across the counter and she could have got hurt. Let they me just, just tell you, if, if, if Shogun ain't with us. I'm messed up because ain't nothing know, the rest no, no, of y'all no. gonna do anything. I ain't saying you. You're not, I am. Shogun is the only one who would do stand up and do something. Listen, thank no, you, Shogun. No, 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 he no. Is. no, he's not. No, he's not. Potentially, <laughs> let me finish my statement. Go. If Shogun ain't there uh-huh. and it's me in that situation, you and me are gonna be the equal level of surprise that what I do. <laughs> I just can't tell you what it is. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't tell you what it is. I I think is it he is he going by Elroy or Leroy? Now I can't never remember. Is it Elroy? Elroy. Elroy might do something. Maybe potentially. I don't know. <laughs> Shogun is the only I, one that I know for sure who would do something. Listen, I have you, no question you, in my you mind. You have too strongly because. Shogun's level of involvement started off as like a joke and witty banter between me and Cole Jackson <laughs> saying, well, he's the one that's fully equipped to but do something. But he always like, what? what, what, what are these well, just because he is the most confident in what he would do don't mean that he is the only one that would do something. We'll okay? I, I don't, don't want to find out. I don't want to be disappointed in y'all. Huh? <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed in y'all. I don't want us to leave a situation and I have to be like, so y'all was just going to stand there. <laughs> Nothing. Well, 
Nobody I don't want to be in a situation where you ever get confronted in front of me well, because I don't want to get stabbed in the chest six times <laughs> and look you in the eyes while I'm bleeding out and say, this was for you. Why like, would, have... would you do that? <laughs> because it was. Would it be a lie? Would it be a lie? You would need to do that. I would already know that. There would be no need. This is the this is the Jamaican all over again. When I was asking y'all to come and walk my dogs with me so that the Jamaican would think that I had a boyfriend, y'all were so so convinced that this man has a machete just sitting up in his apartment waiting to come out and machete somebody to death. See, that 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 goes back to the witty banter that we have. Oh, witty the banter reality my is ass. I came over there. You did. And you know what? He wasn't home. <laughs> because because she didn't do her research. I don't stalk him. He stalks me. I'm not gonna like I don't know when he comes home. I just know sometimes I go out there with the dogs and he out there like Where's your boyfriend? What I'm saying is, <laughs> I you, never see you, you with anyone. You can't construct a plan <laughs> to figure out how to get this man off your back without researching the plan. Your ass done seen the Ocean's movies. <laughs> they don't just say, "Let's just go into the casino and see what happens." Maybe we'll walk out with all the money. <laughs> they don't do that shit. They plan. They come up with a whole system and they create and organize and they figure you didn't even have the organization. So I don't want to hear no bullshit about how we would come over here and walk your dogs. You did. You came over. I think Cole has has done it. I I don't know. He didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) He just happened to be there. And he walked the dogs with me. Every time, no, the Jamaican's never out there. He never is outside when anybody is at my apartment. When I'm there by myself and I go out, like, I'm saying this shit now. When I go home <laughs> and walk my damn dogs, he going to probably be sitting out there. How you do? Like, I get on my phone and try to just ignore him and hope that he don't say shit. Like, oh, my God. You've been seeing this man roaming around long enough to realize yeah. that he is not a threat. I just don't believe that. I watch too much ID channel, and so you well, get, that's your you own get, paranoia. But you get comfortable, and then boom, I'm gonna be missing this shit. No, I gotta keep on alert. <laughs> I live by myself. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I gotta make sure I'm aware of my surroundings, and I don't want y'all to forget about the Jamaican because if I do come up missing, he is gonna be suspect number one. <laughs> because right now, should nobody else be kidnapping my ass? So if I come up missing. I just need y'all to have the Jamaican at the forefront of your minds. That's all. I'm going to tell them to look for mango juice, uh, <laughs> remnants, and uh, jerk chicken I fragrance. I just. <laughs> Did I she you. smell like jerk chicken and mangoes? <laughs> Were there any like machete? I hate you so much. Plays around her body? <laughs> if so, it was the Jamaican. I know exactly where he lived. He'd be him. sweeping his sidewalk. He sweeps it. He still does that weird <laughs> shit. He still does that. And I saw him this weekend. Thankfully, I was on the phone. And so I, I'm on the phone. I had the dogs. And so I just, I don't even look his, like I try to <laughs> not make eye contact. Because he'll be standing there like if I make eye contact, he's going to like motion me over some shit. So I just be Ray Charles to the shit. Like I don't. <laughs> Like okay. I don't see him. <laughs> All right. Even though I see him out my peripheral. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Shogun. I believe that you would help me. The rest of them we'll have to see. <laughs> you making me really want to not help you when no, something no. happens. I mean, you you really driving that shit home. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like the rest of y'all ain't shit. Thanks, <laughs> Shogun. For something that we don't even know would or would not happen. Now I I, I have I fully have confidence that Shogun will you know, fuck somebody else. <laughs> I have fully confidence in that. Karate man. 
Yeah, he got martial arts in his background. Yes. I ain't got none of that shit. I, I don't have the confidence. I've never even been in a fight. For this white man in this Mac, uh, McDonald's, you didn't have to have no... I mean, she boxed him out. She weighed little than him. <laughs> she boxed the shit out of this grown man. And she like five foot nothing. She beat his ass. But what, what kind of man am I to assume that a woman can't handle her own? Give me, don't give me that shit. What do you bro. mean? Don't do that. What do you mean? Do not do that. <laughs> you so full of shit. No. How am I full of shit? Don't do that. So you going to use... Um, <laughs> no. No. Mm-mm. That's not an acceptable response. I'm throwing sweet and sour sauce at his ass. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> now you got your ass boxed out, and you got sweet and sour sauce on your face. <laughs> That's my contribution. Look, that shit happened real quick too, man. It did, but like that dude, the dude that was grabbing her. I don't know if it would have been better to like go around the other side or what, you know, but. He had his head. He never he... let her go. He had her by her shirt and she <laughs> working that face. And maybe he did that on purpose. Maybe he, because you know, you know what happens when people get in a fight and you grab your homeboy, like you trying to stop your homeboy from fighting. Mm-hmm. So you grab their arms and then the other person just <laughs> hit him with the one hit a quitter. And now you didn't do nothing but get your homeboy Molly walked. <laughs> So I feel like he grabbed her under, you know what I'm He's like, I ain't grabbing them arms. He let them arms keep going at it. No, not the person who finally come and pulled her off of him. I'm saying the white guy had her by her shirt. He never let go of her shirt. So he, instead of him using his hands to try to disengage. I don't even know what that was about. He just kept holding on while I she don't was know why. <laughs> I, I mean, he the way it was looking, it, felt, it looked like he was drunk. You but, know? Look, I didn't drink. You, you don't drink. I have been drunk. And I would like to think that even in the drunkest I've ever been in my life, if somebody was beating my face, I would let release and like step uh, back. But that's what you should do if you're sober. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it make more sense to not do that when you're in a compromised state. If no. you're high or dr- if you're compromised somehow, your brain don't work the same. It doesn't, but you still. So you if still between connect. a person that is sober and a person that is intoxicated somehow, you think which one of them do you think I would mean, let go I'm, of the shirt? Obviously the sober person, but I, I just I'm telling you, you you still experience pain. And she was giving him that work. I'm just saying, <laughs> then understand. there is no logical reason except he's a robot and he froze in those moments <laughs> until he you I know mean, realized, oh, first, this human is attacking me. That first connect could have just stunned him and he couldn't do <laughs> I doubt it. She molly him as she should have. But I said all that to say she had a boxing background. (laughs) And they locked his ass up as they should have. And he gonna say, I want her ass fired. Really, bro? Do you? See, that's where whiteness came into play. You want her fired? He he went to the other white manager and was like, I want her fired now. Because I put my hands on her and she hit me. How dare she? she, Then she got that police officer special. She got paid leave. She did. (laughs) And then, you know, it came out and she she kept her job, man. She She got assaulted, man. What's not about to happen is you're not about to get assaulted and have your superiors uh, taken up for your assaulters. That shit is dead. Them days is over, okay? Shit done changed. It's a lot. In the past, yeah, if you at McDonald's and you get assaulted, uh, you got assaulted then you probably gonna get fired because you know what is the word of the customer against the word of the employee and they gonna take the word of the customer over the word of the employee because the employee is expendable 
a customer is not not to an establishment like that. But see, now with the days of social media and video recording, McDonald's was not gonna have Hell it was no. not gonna be a good look for McDonald's Hell if they no. let their employees get fucking M- assaulted yeah. by their uh, their customers. And it's a grown no man yanking her across this counter. I don't care what she did or what she said. Let me tell you something. It's a McDonald's. I done went to McDonald's and got horrific service. You hear me? Ain't no point have I ever wanted to like reach across the counter and like jack something. Like the fuck? No. <laughs> you leave. Don't grace that particular McDonald's again. And just imagine what kind of dude he is. Because if he would do that at McDonald's, imagine what he's doing in his relationships and to the women around him. He could bear it easily. Like, because it if it was somebody that was like me, you think he would have did that? <laughs> no, hell no, he would have did that. I would have grabbed him and yanked his ass back over to where them apple pies at. <laughs> oh hell no, nah, he wouldn't try to. He uh, was too little, boy. You're too young for this. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to. Well, that's an, I'm not gonna bring that back up. I was gonna say he wouldn't have been able to jack up the young lady from the GameStop from last week's conversation, but yeah. Sad, but thankfully she did not get a, um fired, and he got arrested because what he did was assault. You don't put your hands on people because you don't like whatever. I don't care what you don't like. I've worked. I haven't worked in food service, but I worked retail before. I wish somebody would have. <laughs> I would have just had to lose that job because what you're not gonna do is put your hands on me. You say whatever you want to say. I got and heard a lot of shit. Okay, but what you're not gonna do. Is cross that threshold and put your hands on me. It's gonna be a problem. Have you heard of Hacienda Healthcare in Phoenix, Arizona? That just sounds very terrible. It sounds very terrible. Hacienda Healthcare. It just sounds. Why would it sound terrible? It just sounds like it's catered to a certain group. Don't know, but. <laughs> Hacienda Healthcare. Like I feel like white people wouldn't want to have to say, well, what's your, who's your insurance with? Hacienda. Like, I just feel like it's catered. Well, Hacienda Healthcare is probably the name of the establishment that you take your insurance to, not an insurance provider. Hacienda Healthcare would be like, who is your insurance through? Oh, it's like you. a, um, it's a healthcare establishment. Like a dock in a box? I don't think it's a dock in a box. I think it's just like a, just a medical center. Either way, I don't know. Maybe it's a doc in the box, but there's a woman in that healthcare center that has been in a vegetative state for 14 years who gave birth to a child the last week. She's been in a vegetative state for 14 years. I'm trying to do the math. 14, 14 years. years. Gave birth last week. So nine months ago, somebody was in Hacienda doing some shit they weren't supposed to. Yes. Uh, somebody had sex with that woman who did not know that it was possible, I imagine, for a child to grow fully inside of a woman while she's she, all in of a her, vegetative state. Everything is still functioning, which is, she's in her mind. Vegetative state speaks to her mind, her brain function. Don't speak to the function of all the rest of her. Oh, God. That is sick. Whoever the fuck that was. It's, it's horrible. Oh my God! How did they even find like? How did they find out she was pregnant? I mean, I imagine her belly well, was getting bigger. Well, yeah, clearly, but I wonder how far in to the pregnancy I do too, because did they realize? Because 
at some point they had to start providing enough nutrients for the mom and the baby that's what i'm saying that's why i'm wondering like how long it took them to realize that it was a baby and not just bloat or (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i I wonder what measures establishment would take to keep this from being put out in public if they knew that it was something that had happened you can't do shit if, if her family they can abort the baby i'm saying it's shit they could do like you know if this was a movie oh they yeah. do something underhanded to try to stop it from happening you know what i'm saying so it makes me think that it makes me wonder did they know because they just now saying it happened last week like i feel the like birth they, the birth of the baby the birth of the baby have happened last week i feel like if they knew this for a long period of time they could have got a lot closer to catching the person who it was but what if because some women don't get, and she would, with her being in the vegetative state, not moving, I wonder how much weight she gained. Like, they might have found out by the time they found out, because it might have just been too late to do shit about it. But what, uh, they can still, all they have to do is get DNA from their male, any male um, nurses, doctors, anybody who had access to her during that time, even if they don't work at the hospital no more. And let, let me let me say this is the uh blood test on the baby. This is the Hacienda Healthcare statement. Right? Hacienda Healthcare has been in business in the Valley for over 50 years and has an outstanding reputation providing high-quality specialized care for our patients. As a healthcare provider, we cannot comment on any patient due to federal <laughs> and state privacy laws. Oh, okay. Additionally, we cannot comment on any ongoing investigations. Oh, okay. We can say that our patients and clients' health and safety is our number one priority <laughs> and that we always cooperate when asked by any agency in an in open and transparent way. Uh, so your client's health and safety is number one priority unless they're in a vegetative state? Unless uh, they are a vulnerable person in the population that can be abused by somebody without anybody paying attention. The like, lawsuit, Hacienda Healthcare finna go under. Of course. Because the lawsuit that they are about to come under from allowing somebody in a vegetative state to not only be impregnated, but again, like, that's it's, that lady could have, she could have died. Like, there could have been complications from the, it could have been so many things. And like I said, if she had a vegetative state, they're probably doing the bare minimum, you know, checking her every day. So she was going to have to be pretty far along in this pregnancy before anybody would even have realized some shit was wrong. Like, they're going under. They're going to have to go out of business. I wonder if this is a place that specializes in vegetative uh, people with That's vegetative even state. worse. Well, I'm just saying... This don't seem like a crime of opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't seem like a normal dude who had no idea or thought of having sex with somebody in a vegetative state just got this job and was like, oh, y'all got people in vegetative states here? I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's the case. I think that this is somebody who clearly was looking for a profession in which they would have access to a, a body that does, did does not this, move. Does this does this count as necrophilia? Or no, is because it, they not dead. That's as close to dead as you could get without being dead, being in a vegetative state. I wonder if the essence of necrophilia, because, you know, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy had sex with the people right after he killed them. Yeah. When they were still warm. Yeah, when they were warm. It wasn't a situation where their bodies were ever cold. So I wonder if there's a difference between, I I wonder if the warmth of the body plays a part in necrophilia. Well, because you got some that like, the, the body don't have to be warm. So I get, I don't know. 
necrophilia is such a weird paraphilia but i don't know i want i don't know if that counts i don't know if it's the complete motionlessness because you know that's different from it's different from unconscious and it's different from like being tied down you know what i'm saying so are there words so i guess there's probably words for a necrophiliac which is when they're dead and probably a word for when they're unconscious because the tied down is bond is bdsm yeah. but i don't know about unconscious is bd is it only bdsm if they tie it down with consent or is it bdsm if they if you no. tie somebody down period um it's the difference in b in bdsm being an issue is the consent part if you are with somebody that is a consenting partner so it can be without consent like you have somebody that um is into bondage that likes to have an unwilling participant. I think it's still bondage. I think that the classification of when it's a problem is that part when you when you're wanting to do it with people that because you know you have if you get a, a um a submissive that doesn't mind that then BDSM is just a lifestyle choice. It's not it's not anything you would need to seek treatment for. Yeah. But when you do it with people that are not willing participants, it is so it's still bondage if you do it with somebody, if you just tie somebody down yeah. and they not they don't want it. So I don't know. I need to I'm I wonder about the unconsciousness now. If that is a separate thing or if the If it's a subgenre of, of necrophilia. I don't know. But whichever the person is sick as hell that did that, the I feel sorry for the family. Cause now what are they gonna do with the baby? What happens to I the mean, baby? The reality, well, who's responsible you know for if, the baby? I have no idea. I mean, I don't, cause she's it's in great, a because I wonder state. if the family knew that in her state she could have a baby if they would find somebody. You think that would be nah? That would be wrong. You can't do that. No, like the hospital you, wouldn't allow. Even if somebody yeah, wanted to do that, the hospital wouldn't yeah, allow you it. You could do that. So no, this had to be. And what I mean, it, most people are not gonna. You know, when your loved one goes into a vegetative state, you're just sad. You know, because you're not gonna be able to engage. Like I don't. I didn't even. I mean, it wasn't nothing I had ever thought about whether or not they could get pregnant. I got the answer now to a question I never had, but. <laughs> I don't know that anybody, you know, I think that they're horrified. What if it like was them. like a lover? What if it was like an ex-husband or a husband? That, that don't make it no creepier. That you I mean, it's definitely creepy. Don't get me wrong. Sneak it in there having sex with your wife, ex-wife, whatever. It's still weird. And I don't think you... Uh, they wouldn't allow... I mean, that... It take a specific type of creep to do this. And I feel like during visitation, I just don't think he'd have been able to be in there having sex with her and nobody... In the because during visitation hours, like when they know somebody's in there, I feel like they'd be more inclined to like check on her and come in there. Like this had to be somebody that was like working overnights at the hospital when like nobody was on the ward and nobody would have been coming in to interrupt him. That's some um, what is that show that uh, Criminal Minds? That's some Criminal Minds shit. Don't nobody do that. Kill Bill. Oh, oh yeah. My name is Buck and I like to fuck. She fucked him up when she uh thankfully yeah because he was oh can you imagine how many other it's, it's horrible that's sad i feel bad for her and her family that's just and i don't know who 
don't know. Responsibility lies Who's on. Res- who the kid? Who's the responsible? I mean, the baby was born healthily. I just wonder how long they knew. I think that I think that makes a big, big How difference. long they knew? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, her outward appearance changing could have took months because of her it not being mobile and not moving around and not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how much you would show a pregnancy when you've been bedridden for however long she's been. Um, that's just so creepy. So weird. Um, New York City adds a gender neutral option to their birth certificates. This goes into what we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Here in New York City, this is what the mayor said. You have the right to affirm your gender identity. Starting in 2019, all New Yorkers will be able to change their gender marker on their birth certificate to male, female, or X. Without a doctor's note. I just. Your thoughts. I think that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I guess we you're losing the evidence to find out if the person that you're dating is a man or, or was born a man or a woman. Um. But at the end of the day, to me, it's progress. Like, I don't need a birth certificate to tell me if the person... Like, the people who end up on Jerry Springer, <laughs> that wouldn't be me. Like, they they silly-ass short bus riders. <laughs> like, how did you not know? Yeah, but, you know what I'm saying? So, what if you met somebody pre-op? Pre-op. They look completely like they were born a woman. I don't know. I don't... I don't think I would. You don't think you would what? I don't think I would. I think I would. You think you would know? I think I would know. I mean, let me put it like this. The level of, let me say it like, (laughs) let me me put it like, let me put it in a better way. The people that you see on Facebook Mm -hmm. who are pre-op that look amazing. Or post-op, yeah. Or post-op that look amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Who look like women and look look good mm-hmm. for having been a man mm-hmm. ain't checking for me. <laughs> Three hundred twenty five pounds, balding. <laughs> they not checking for me, I so mean, I ain't got to worry about that. There's them. a whole subgenre called bears that we just found out about. What if there's somebody that's interested in bears? Then you would be. Then I would be checked for. You but would. I'm inclined to believe that is a very small population <laughs> because at 34, I feel like I should have been approached by a post-op woman that looks amazing <laughs> and been confused. The fact that that had happened in 34 years means that I don't think that it's going to be a common occurrence as, as possible. But what Also, you- they don't know I'm hairy <laughs> because I, I wear clothes. I'm not an actual bear. What? <laughs> What if you lived in California? Because, like, okay, I think that here you wouldn't have that problem because it's Alabama, and that's not to say that there are no transgender people here, but you're not going to really see no amazing post-op. It ain't, it's not going to be rampant. But, like, what if you live somewhere else where there is a lot of them? Then I feel like I would have a dialogue that reflects what I'm looking for. <laughs> I think when I first date somebody, I would say... <laughs> Hey, are you a man? <laughs> <laughs> They're not a man anymore. They're going to say no. Hey, 
Well, you're born a man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if they say no, then if I find out they were, then I get to leave them because they was a lie, not because they used to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> you lied to me. Our relationship is built off of lies. <laughs> I can't continue this love. I told you that workshop that I went to where the there was an advocate for LGBTQ rights that was saying that she didn't feel like um, people had to say that they were transgender. And I just, I still don't agree with that. And I, I have nothing but love and support for the transgender community. But as a, as a woman who wants to have kids one day, you need, I need to know, regardless of how amazing as a man that you look, you don't have sperm. We are not going to be able to have kids the traditional way. That is something that I should have a, a say over. That is something. So to say that he ain't got to tell me that shit is that's no. What if they got like a uh, what if they got like a special a special <laughs> strap on with not even a strap on. It's like a part of them now. Like they got it built in and it's like electronic and it got like a sperm release. That's not how that works. <laughs> It's not <laughs> no. They the ones that get bottom surgery, they have penises, but they're not gonna be able What I'm saying, the technology that I'm talking about don't don't exist and no. if you do it ain't out yet. What I'm saying is if You're saying was, if they were able to like have something in there that squirts out sperm. Yeah, like they put a cartridge in it like a a, a e cigarette. <laughs> like a vape. <laughs> they put no. a cart- they put a cartridge in it like a vape and you don't know no different. Whose sperm is it? It ain't yours. The same sperm you would get if if your husband was sterile. But that is a choice that I could make because also if my husband is sterile, we could decide to adopt and I could not have stranger sperm in my vagina. So no, even that would be an option. You're taking away my option if you just, huh, that just sounds, ugh. So I just don't believe that you don't have to tell people that I don't because you're taking away their other options for other aspects within that relationship. I you know they have like you know they have like dildos that yes that shoot out stuff. But that it's not going to be your DNA because you are a woman. Therefore, you never you can't manufacture sperm. So like the child that we have is not going to be our child. It's going to be my child or whoever's sperm you got. But you know I'm just. Bring- <laughs> I'm bringing it up to say, like, I just don't know if that's cake icing oh or, God. like, is it lemon flavor? I hate you so much. I'm just saying, like, when you watch, like, when you watch, like, solo porn stuff. This is why I don't. They have, like, <laughs> toys that, like, emulate, you know, a real, a real meat. <laughs> so, it's like, I'm like, like, is that, like, flavored or is it, like. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> I probably need to take a stroll through an adult store and just see what like what kind of is love stuff still, it's still over me? there. Yeah, I need a stroll. I've never been in one. I went in the one in uh, Montgomery. It's some weird shit. <laughs> Cause like when you, <laughs> so when you walk in, there's like the regular stuff. Like there's like outfits and like like regular stuff. Then there's like a curtain to like a back room. <laughs> And the back room is like where all of this like dildos and all of these different things are housed in the back room. When you first walk in, it's just like, you know, made costumes or like <laughs> like regular shit and you have to like cross the curtain to see the rest of the stuff. Um, it was an in I only went in there once because I was horrified. <laughs> the stuff behind the curtain. I've never been in one. I never went in there place. again. 
But yeah, I don't believe that whole they they don't have to tell you they don't have to identify. Yes, th- yes. I need to because that is something that I should have the right to decide. You shouldn't be able to take that from me. It's the same thing with a man and a woman. She's that person is not going to be able to carry your child. Something else gonna have to happen. Because they got a vagina, but they don't have a womb. <laughs> so ain't no baby going in there. Even if they get bottom surgery, they just give them a vagina. They don't create a yeah, womb. At the end of the day, it's just a new dialogue has to exist for people up there dating. <laughs> uh, you know, I like to believe that you will be able to recognize, you know. I don't see as many women, like male to f- or female to male, that look like usually I can tell like okay got his face real real feminine you know what for a man I think I have about the smallest hands I can get <laughs> so I really feel like anybody I would run into would have bigger <laughs> hands than me I really feel like that should be my hands might be bigger than yours they might be I have really Let's big check hands right now <laughs> <laughs> it's close her hand is damn near the same size as my hand I have big hands my pinky is slightly longer than hers I have really big hands and I have little ass man hands. <laughs> but that's good for shit like repair computers and making candles and cooking in the kitchen and bake. It's good for a lot of shit. But I have big hands for a woman. Like, I feel like whenever I see other women's hands, I'm always like, I got mitts. The fuck? You need to get on that Yasmin James. You need to get on that boxing classes. Might need it. Apparently, people out here jacking folks up. So I might need to get my boxing together. And if Shogun ain't there, you're going to need. To be able to handle your own. Now you just, you all the way out. You just encountered yourself out now. (laughs) You counted me out, so I don't feel inclined to help your ass. You better have hands for that man. (laughs) What if it's a woman? What if me and you you out and a woman, like, trying to attack me? Are you going to step in? I'm supposed to because you can't hit her. Are you going to do it? I would like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> so me and you in the same place, huh? I would like to believe that I would, because so, you can't hit her. So you 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 feel me then? <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> in theory, I would love like that's what I would do. <laughs> I don't know about in practice. Like, we'll find out. So one day. you and I will both be surprised at yeah. what you do in that moment. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was it. That's all I had. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. I got other stuff. Oh, okay. Let me. I just want to mention. I just want to mention Elizabeth Warren. Okay. You <laughs> what know. About her? Yeah, I know she is. What about her? What she do? Did she so, do? So Elizabeth Warren. I like Elizabeth Warren. I do too, and I feel like you're about to ruin her for me. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren has long been telling the story about her family and her grandparents saying that she you know had some native Native american American. in her family right and donald trump did his best he did to invalidate the shit out of that existence for her he did you know by making it seem like she was telling the world that she was native american Mm -hmm. and i just really have a problem with people who've taken issue with that because she basically said my grandparents told me I got native heritage somewhere back there. She went and did an ancestry DNA test, found out she do got Native American heritage back there. So it validated it. I mean, it's not likely that she ever really knew from mm-hmm. just from her grandparents' stories. Because look, old people say all kind of shit. You don't ever know. Exactly. But <laughs> at no point, at no point has she ever 
claimed herself to be a Native American or Native. Yeah. She has never claimed herself to be a brown person and did like this. He's a toddler though. This, but I'm saying this tit for tat shit is the the reason that Hillary ended up being the best candidate to somebody, and she was fucking horrible for the role, you know, personality and character wise. Mm-hmm. We got somebody like Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren, and we really, we really gonna find some tit for tat shit to invalidate her. Now I'm not saying that she's any better than Kamala Harris or Cory Booker. Or Joe Biden or anybody. I love Uncle Joe. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not saying that she's better yeah. or worse than any of them. I'm just saying like everybody who is, needs to be a part of the dialogue that is willing to take on the role. She's the first person that's created a uh, uh, what is it called? Like a discovery group or something that's called a person when they decide to run for president. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people. But like we we don't we can't afford using this tit for tat shit because Donald Trump already came out with a tweet that got Elizabeth Warren and it got one slash twenty twentieth. You know what I'm saying? Just like it's just a meme he found. I'm sorry, y'all. I got really congested toward the end. But we we really can't afford to let him play his little politics shit. And he was really he's happy that she came out of this because she's somebody he's she's somebody that can be bullied. Now it's gonna be really interesting to see how he bullied Cory Booker's and the Kamala Harris's because I want to see how he do that without because he's already throwing Native Americans under the bus to attack her. He been calling her Pocahontas for so. Long. Oh, that's so disrespectful. And the thing is, in my in my family, and Native Americans come out, you know, they've come out in droves, like upset because you know you're because not because it's disrespectful. You know, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about to her. Oh, okay. Against her because oh, yeah. she she took that to like, I my my grandma, my great grandma is Native American Cherokee. Mm-hmm. From my parents' record, I don't know how much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was even part of any reservations. I don't know how deep she was in it. Like I, but I know that there is some Native American in my heritage. Is it a problem for me to say that? Apparently. Is it a problem for me to communicate that, or is it a problem for her to communicate it because she's white and look white, and it's not a problem to me to communicate it because I'm black and I look black? Like there is nothing about her having done that that brought her any benefit. No. She did it because it was something that Donald Trump was saying that she was lying about, and he called him on his bullshit, calling her a liar. And I hate that people took that shit and have made it an issue for her. I hate that because I, I like Elizabeth Warren. I like Elizabeth Warren. I need I need more information from her as to whether she would be a good president, but. I like her, and I just don't like how this shit went down with her. But Shout out to all of y'all that's furloughed right now. Government shut down. Sorry. This Hopefully it ends soon. Let me tell you what's going to happen. All of these people who really, 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 really count on and look forward to, because you know that if this isn't resolved by tax time, them shits don't come out neither. Like, none of that comes out. Like, they'll run it. And but you won't get your money, basically. Like they're gonna process them, but no money will be out until the the government shutdown is over with. That- See this <laughs> this ends up being what I believe is the downside of having a president that has a business mind. Mm-hmm. This is the downside because in his world he's so used to getting what he wants because he runs everything, and America doesn't work that way. That. He's happy to shut the government down. And you know what he did? He, he told the landlords shit. and rental people and people who are owed money to be 
forgiving of those people who might not be able to pay because of this government shutdown. Bullshit. As if he would ever do that if anybody uh, that he was over as Hell a landlord no, in this that. situation. He wouldn't do that. So it's like Jesus. It's it's ridiculous that it this is. is the expectation. And the reason that it's been going see, in the government shut down the government has usually been like a a it, tactic it's, and it's been to play short. the other person's yeah. hand. And it's always been they a short, short because yeah. because it's a tactic of, to to force the other person's hand to get what you want. The problem is Donald Trump don't know what he want and nobody else know what he want. The reality is Donald Trump want a wall, but what the what he has to give the Democrats in order to get his wall it's going to always be more than he want to give. Oh, yeah. But if he want his wall, he's going to have to give a lot. And right now, the Democrats are like, you know what? I think the Democrats are like, you know what? Let's ride out this shutdown because Donald Trump ain't moving. We actually put out some legislation that was approved and bipartisan in the House and the Senate that Donald Trump turned down after he watched Ann Coulter and listened to uh, one of them shows. I can't hear her name without thinking about the car- that her version on Boondocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was supposed to be attacked. But I think the Democrats saying, "Let's ride this out," because I think that uh, I think that if we ride this out, it's just going to continue to make Donald Trump look worse and worse and it worse. It does. And if this gets to tax time, yeah, it's going to be a problem. This going to be terrible because a lot of his folks. A lot of his supporters are going to be pissed the fuck off. Because, like, right now, the only people really being impacted by this shutdown are, are any of the people that work for the federal government. But them taxes is going to affect everybody. So, if it goes that far, you know, I don't know. And I feel bad because, like, uh, my cousin had her second interview for a job and was really, you know, hype about it. Government shot, shutdown happened. It's a contract position. So guess what? They're not hiring for it now. Like, it's just, uh, he don't, he's such a toddler. You know how toddlers don't really have a concept of the world yet? And so they're still very self-inclined because they haven't learned, you know, the world, their world revolves around them. He is very much a toddler. He's a toddler. It doesn't matter how other people are impacted. He want what he want. I want my toy. You're not giving me my toy. He don't. He that kid that take the ball in the house because <laughs> it get mad. <laughs> Give me my ball. Give me my ball. He that dude. It's all good. Anyway, well, that's all I got. Alrighty. Got anything else? Oh, I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.